Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, Magic Johnson is here to dance on everybody's graves. One issue, he apparently has no idea how the cap works. Magic Johnson has his own documentary to plug and is on a uh, media cycle doing that everywhere as as Winning Time presents, honestly, a far more entertaining version of the events. But regardless, uh, he was on a few of ESPN's shows over the course of, uh, I guess, Monday morning, yesterday morning, by the time you guys are listening to this, and had this to say. You tried to win it this year. You can never do that to me. To me, you always got to say, okay, what do we look like next season, but what are we going to look like the season after and the season after, to me? DeMar DeRozan, he wanted to play for the Lakers. <laughs> this man is having an MVP season. I got the call from his agent. Say, hey, man, we want to come home. I know Aaron Goodwin very well. He know Aaron. So he called me. I said, okay. Let me call Rob. Bam. Hey, I, I passed. <laughs> hey, I know look. No look. <laughs> I know look. I said, hey, talk to Aaron. You guys work that out. I'm out of it now. And it didn't happen. And But they were negotiating. And then here comes this Westbrook thing out of nowhere. You put yourself in a position, not for just this season, you put yourself for next season and the season after. Because that's one thing about those two guys are young guys. And we needed to bring some young guys who will keep LeBron fresh, who will Shoot keep it. AD fresh. And then if somebody hurt, you know, you're seeing it right now with DeRozan. He could go off for 40 points. He's doing it with the Bulls. So that's what really hurt the Lakers, not making those two moves, settle moves. And guess what? Jay Will, we get to keep Caruso. Yeah. <laughs> we get to huge keep KCP. KCP. We, those are our best two on-ball defenders. Fingers. Them guys lock up people. And I, and I was on with Stephen A. I said, man, they can't let Caruso go. And what happened? Let him go. Mm. Unselfish. Don't care about shots. Num- he was top ten in steals, deflections. That Caruso, Mm -hmm. he makes a difference. And taking charges, that turns a team around. That puts you in a position to be playing winning basketball. But we don't have those guys. Now we brought in all these offensive dudes. So, so Jay, you know how that go, man. (laughs) If they're not shooting well, they, they can't give you anything else. So here's the deal. Sure, the Lakers could have acquired DeMar DeRozan. We know that DeMar had interest in playing for the Lakers. He said so over a few interviews. He even said at one point that he'd be willing to take even a small pay cut if it meant going to the Lakers and maybe winning a championship there. Um, So we know that like, on that front, on that side of things, what Magic Johnson is saying here uh, holds some truth, right? It wouldn't surprise me at all to find out that Uh, DeMar DeRozan's agent would reach out to Magic. What I find kind of weird, though, is like, all right, that's fine. Mathematically, this really ties you up in in kind of a bind, especially if for some reason the Lakers are able to get DeMar DeRozan and Buddy Heald here um, using the other assets that they had 
at their disposal. Uh, remember, this is this is a team that already has LeBron James on it, already has Anthony Davis on it. So those two guys are going to take up a significant amount of your cap. By signing and trading for DeMar DeRozan, that would hard cap you, right? So that would mean that no matter whether you had bird rights on players or not, uh, the Lakers would not have been able to go over a certain number after signing and trading for DeMar DeRozan. And uh, the number that... DeRozan would have had to be at in order to still uh, employ uh, AD, LeBron, DeRozan, and in this case, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, that would have left roughly 30-ish million uh, to fill out the rest of your roster. Nobody healed. They would not have been able to afford him. Uh, and definitely no Alex Caruso. Uh, definitely no Taylor Horton Tucker. Like that you're looking at um, in some ways, an even thinner roster than the one that the Lakers had this season. Um, and, you know, the reason that this year's roster was able to have guys at the numbers that they were at was because in trading for Russell Westbrook without signing, you know, without it being a free agency thing either, that allowed them to go above that hard cap number that they would have been at uh, had they traded, signed and traded for DeMar DeRozan. So, uh, look, Magic has all kinds of reason. Clearly, he has an axe to grind with Rob Palenka, somebody who he has said in the past definitively that Rob Palenka stabbed him in the back. Um, like This is another instance here where he is clearly trying to get back at Rob for continuing to remain employed even after Magic Johnson step down unceremoniously. And and that's the other part of this that we should probably mention. Magic, you could have done all of this. You could have stuck around and you could have seen the job out and you could have been in these in the in, in Rob Polinka's shoes and made the DeMar DeRozan trade if that was something that you saw fit to do. You, however, chose to leave the Los Angeles Lakers, like the the game before the the final game of the regular season, without telling anybody, without giving anybody any warning to be able to plan for your exit, you just pieced. You said you wanted to tweet. You said you said that this was that, that the job was wearing on you because you didn't have the 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 social media flexibility that you that you apparently love and 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 that stuff. So. Like, if you're really going to be out here throwing stones at, at the Lakers and the job that the, the front office is doing, which, by the way, there is... I, you guys have listened to me over the course of the year. There's a lot that this front office did wrong. If you want more on that, you can listen to Jovan Buha and I talk at length about all of the things that they did wrong, starting with that Russell Westbrook trade. But, Magic, you could have fixed this. You could have been with the Lakers still and you could have been there to make sure that they didn't make the Russell Westbrook trade. A trade, by the way, that you called in a tweet <laughs> the kind of thing, verbatim, Laker Nation, the blockbuster trade that's bringing Russell Westbrook to the Lakers is very exciting and will definitely make the Lakers a championship contender next season. You said that, Magic. You said that when the Lakers traded for him. So I guess we're just supposed to ignore that? And we're just supposed to ignore the 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 god awful job that you did in this role too. Like, 
what are you doing? Nobody, Magic doesn't come off looking good here at all because this is somebody who was the president of basketball operations who is exhibiting, hey, yeah, I had no idea how the cap worked back when I was running the Lakers, seeing as only a couple years later, I have no idea how any of the cap works. That's not a great look for you, Madge. And also, like, we've gotten reporting ever since, and I knew this at the time, Magic was in the office like once every couple weeks or so. At one point, the Lakers had no idea where he was. They haven't heard from him in like a month or something crazy. And the only way that they found out where he was was because he got he showed up on social media in a bunker in Hawaii where somebody who was also there said, hey, look, Magic is here. That's how the Lakers found out too where Magic was at after another lengthy absence. So this guy was bad at his job at the time. He wasn't committed to the job at the time. And then after all of that, after uh, he, he steps out himself, right? He pieces out himself and as uh, apparently as a means to get back at the people who wronged him for merely holding him accountable and asking that he maybe show up more occasionally than, than he did on more occasions than he did to the office. His way of getting back to them is at every single opportunity that he can, he's going to throw dirt on Rob Palenka, which like, fine, there's a lot of dirt to throw. Clearly, the job that Rob Palenka and this front office did last year was, was pretty piss poor too. And that kind of gets me back to the last point here. It seems like the Lakers, because of their own insular thinking here, that that, that it seems like the only candidates that the Lakers are going to keep drawing from are these kind of self-serving people who are not very good at the accountability aspect of the job, right? Like Rob Polinka, uh, say what you will or whatever, over the course of the year, he's done a masterful job at one thing and one thing only, and it's been separating himself from the things that the, the, the mistakes that the Lakers have made, um, whether that's leaking stuff privately or with stuff that he says publicly and how he presents moves that the Lakers have made publicly, that he is really, really good at that. If he was as good at running the team as he was, as he is at that part of it, uh, the Lakers would win a championship every year, year in, year out. Magic Johnson, somebody else who, again, another reminder, left, just pieced out. It did so after the Lakers had kind of an underwhelming season and he just said, on the last day of the season said, nope, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm out. Uh, that's not the, that, those aren't the actions of somebody who is willing to hold himself accountable for the mistakes that he made and fix the mistakes that he made. He took the easy way out and just said, nope, I'm out. So fine. All right. So that's what, what, what Magic did. We know how Rob Palenka operates. And if the, only, if the talent pool that you're drawing from are people who operate in that same way over and over and over again, and you rely on sycophancy and nepotism and cronyism the way that the Lakers do, you're going to keep running into the same, different versions of the same executive. And, until, and, and I, I know I've said this a ton this year, and I know I'm probably going to have to keep on saying it because it doesn't appear the Lakers are really going to have any kind of course correction. But until the Lakers really do take a longer look at their hiring processes and the things that they value when it comes to candidates uh, for high-level positions in the organization, we're just going to keep getting this same kind of storyline. Maybe you'll have a season or two here or there where the Lakers, because they're the Lakers, attract the kind of talent that overcomes 
mismanagement elsewhere in the organization. But for the most part, what you're going to run into is failure. And then after the failure, a lot of finger pointing and a lot of backstabbing and a lot of these kind of media tours from, from everybody who wants everybody else held accountable except for that person. In this case, it's Magic Johnson who continues to want to show, oh, see, see, I told you, Rob Polinka doesn't know what he's doing. Nobody said Rob Polinka really knew what he was doing at the time, man. All that we were saying at the time was like, hey, it's really unprofessional that you booked it out the way that you did. And no matter how many times, Magic, that you point the finger at Rob Polinka and you throw dirt on Rob Polinka's grave, it's never going to change the fact that you pieced out. You deserted the organization that made you an icon. That's something you can't change. So stop trying. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. And as I mentioned earlier, Jovan Buha of The Athletic and I uh, looked back on a conversation he and I had to preview Russell Westbrook's season. And uh, we did so in order to revisit how this season has gone as poorly as it has and whether the Lakers have learned enough from it to learn from their mistakes and not make them again or even better, fix the ones that they made last summer. Uh, that was a fun conversation. I also, I, I, I went back and I listened to the Can You Dig It guys, and, and normally it's Christian and Jacob, but this time it was Jacob and Harrison. Um, they they had a conversation after the Denver Nuggets game about where the Lakers currently stand and whether they should maybe consider sitting Anthony Davis now that you know he was limping around for the vast majority of that game. And while it does do something to steer the narrative away from see he plays or away from see he never plays through injury which I think has always been kind of stupid but regardless um, you're not really serving him or the organization in the long run so they kind of discussed whether or not the Lakers should consider sitting him down we know LeBron's going to play two more games this year so he can qualify for the uh, scoring title um, and 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 all of that That's probably all the Lakers have to play for for the remainder of the season. Other than that, though, keep on tuning in. We'll talk to you over the course of the week as the Lakers wrap up this just kick-to-the-balls type of season that it was.